Hello and welcome to Let's Run Facebook Ads, a podcast with myself, Nick Boddington. Here I share insider information about Facebook ads. But as you know, it's not just running the ad, it's what happens after. So we'll look into the funnels, e-commerce, email marketing, lead generation, and much, much more. Hello and welcome to Let's Run Facebook Ads, the podcast with myself, Nick Boddington, and James Urquhart, who hasn't, there hasn't been an and James Urquhart for quite a while. How are you doing? Guess who's back. Good. Guess who's back, back again? Guess who's back? Without further ado, I'm just going to go for a little bit of a little hook here. If you're having trouble running your Facebook ads and you are literally looking at your screen saying, how can I make this work? And you think I might be able to help, then go to the adsclinic.com, fill in the form, go to the calendar, book in your call. And I'll go on for 30 minutes, look at your ads, and let's see if we can fix something. And then to get some money out of you, you can pay me for one hour every week. And uh, we can, well, hopefully get you very, very successful in your Facebook ads. But let's get into the pod. Yeah. Right. So today we're going to discuss the top five ways to target over 50s on social media, because we've had some fantastic results within this marketplace recently. And I thought you know, for people listening to this, to so potentially target that market, we could give them some insight. So that neck is what we're going to be talking about today yeah. yeah so even if you think well so you had a thinking about um your intro then into if you target that kind of marketplace someone might go oh well, i don't know even candles are going to get bought by that marketplace um you were at a caravan show yesterday and you text me saying this is literally 55 plus marketplace and then you saw you said that you saw a will a will writer who was had a stand at the caravan show yeah, yeah. So I was at the NEC, which is in Birmingham, and it's a big exhibition centre. Uh, and yeah, me and my behalf went to the caravan camping and camper van show because we've now got a camper van. Yeah. And I just couldn't believe, essentially, apart from us and maybe a couple of our families, everyone was over 55 easily. But what even shocked me even more was the volume and the amount people were paying for certain items. Like I'm talking, Nick serious money this wasn't a you know the the two pound coffee these were anything to do with you know but but it's but it's normal in that in if you've got if you've had half a good life not even like you've not been rolling it and super wealthy if you've done all right and you've had a good middle class job i'd say something like that like think about your life now okay you've got your daughter you wanting you know you've got a schooling to think about all that sort of stuff so you're not thinking about you looking at price to everything going you know you just don't know what's around the corner um, on my point of view obviously my kids are a little bit older and Felix is coming to the end when they've gone that the amount of disposable income that you'll have back again and then when they've moved out you're you're talking 55 60 mortgages are pretty much going to be paid off they might have some other properties which are paid off that's bringing an income stream do you know what I mean? If you're in the world of having a camper van or a, a, a mobile home, you've just spanked out 100 grand on a mobile home, 150, 200. Oh, yeah, Nick, like I said, I was I was, I was, was quite taken aback. You know, that's why I said to you today, let's jump on here and discuss it yeah. because I was, um, I was shocked because it wasn't just a cheap deck chair. These were expensive deck chairs and people were buying them. You know, yeah. 160 quid chairs, like I'm talking, there was some serious money being yeah. being flashed around. 
and no one was batting an eyelid. Like I spoke to one guy, um, Helix, I think the name was, which was a deck chair type um, product. I said, how much are these? 160. Nick, I nearly fell on his chair, let alone off it. I couldn't believe it. And he said, what? He said, no one blinks an eyelid, mate. He said, you're the only one who in the last two days have said something about the cost. No one's, no one's even pondered, which yeah. I just, I was just taken aback. But going back at obviously what we've done, we've done quite a few ads for, again, going into that market, haven't we? And, and I just wanted to go through to the top five things where what we've seen and how we at the moment are, are looking at, again, how to bring people into, into yeah. our clients' ecosystem. So the first thing I want to discuss is actually where are they residing? Where are over 50s currently sitting on social media? Yeah. And the reality is it's on Facebook, isn't it? Well, so I was going to say, so um, if you think about what makes a social network successful, and there are plenty out there that we never ever come across, but let's let's focus on the one that's successful, Facebook. Then you have Instagram, then you have TikTok, you have Snapchat. And essentially when these social networks start, they're catered for, look at TikTok. It started out as Musical.ly, which was essentially a little sharing app of 14-year-old girls singing to their favorite pop songs uh, you know the lyrics come on the screen and they can sing over the the instrumental music record it that then becomes tiktok it's now world dominating and what will happen is they it's the younger generation that that make an app successful but then that app has to monetize now the 14 year olds don't have any money the 18 year olds don't have any money the early 20s are starting to maybe spend a bit online but it's the 30 plus marketplace really that are starting to they're the ones who are spending so as soon as the app starts getting to the point where the the age group's higher and i think tiktok i, I mean don't quote me on the absolute stat but it was ridiculous we were in shock when we saw how many 50 year olds were already using TikTok. <clears throat> well it's their biggest growth market tiktok at the moment their the, their largest growth market is over 50s but if i if i throw some stats to you so well i'll just finish quickly eight- so, on, so yeah, so just going into that thing. So then when that marketplace is on it, that's when the advertising platforms start developing the ad- advertising processes because that's when the business, the, the the commerce come to go, we're going to make some cash out of advertising to the yeah. people who've got the money. Oh, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. So in terms of where they're residing, so 82% of 45 to 54-year-olds currently have an active facebook page what percentage 82 82 percent nick it's freaking that is because like think about yourself and i know, I know that we're i mean i'm on it more than you guys are but even like you think of people we know okay let's talk let's let dan yeah dod and no point in his life is he going to go to facebook he'll have facebook same as instagram just don't a lot of people just don't do it do they 82%. Well, Nick, these are active. So you've got to remember, these That's are I mean. active users. They're going Nick in. Freaking... Nick is big. And 55% of 55 to 64-year-olds have, a, a, a again, a daily active account. Now, what we are seeing is that as the age increases, that percentage does decrease. But if you were to think that, you know, your market or your, sorry, your product or service can cater to over 45 year olds well there they are that yeah. you need to be on facebook 
that's the reality yeah. it's huge isn't it it's it's um and there's so many industries jewelry i mean look at look at our um jewelry client when we've looked at their stats they're the most sales they get are from the 45 45 to 64 age group of women for jewelry yes it's an old, a slightly older older type of um jewelry it's not you know pandora or whatever for the cater for the younger one mm. but that's their age group you've got candles you've got scents you've got white company you've got all these sort of companies that are catering out to these people that i look at my mother-in-law she's on facebook i look at my mum, she's on facebook that's where they are that's where they're that's where they're hanging out and the other thing yeah. is they're responsive to it yes yeah, so there's two other platforms where they're quite active um which is whatsapp and youtube so and again we've seen this ourselves isn't it? something that's really working with this market is video content mm opposed to carousels we're seeing actually video content work a lot a lot more and that's because again they're on there and then in a way they sort of want to be educated in a way don't they but yeah. yeah from a from a platform perspective if you want to get to those to that audience you've got to be on facebook because that's where they are <laughs> apparently daily <laughs> daily yeah well it's mad it's nuts, isn't it and the thing the thing that's also um good about that marketplace is they won't be they won't be like moving between the platforms as much as the younger ones. You know, in my on my day, I'm I would I reckon I would consume. Let's say it's a it's an episode of something on Netflix. I'm probably educating myself and watching some stuff for maybe forty minutes to an hour on YouTube. I'm on TikTok for about twenty minutes. I'm on Instagram for about twenty minutes. I'm not on Facebook that much actually. Because we we said yesterday they've just launched the reels and we were like, mm, is it going to work? But the older generation are on Facebook. That's the exciting part about it. Yeah, they are. They are. And in terms of reels, actually, and and something again, my sort of top five. The second tip that I've I've put down here, which is, is you need to give a lot more product information. So again, back onto that education piece with video. What we're finding is having a clear and and transparent benefit on every bit of content you put out when we're looking at an engagement Nick, internally it's superseding some of the other yeah. stuff we're doing yeah absolutely um i've said it, i've got a stat in front of me 69 percent of over 50s following companies and brands to find out more about their products or services fulfilling the generation's need for clear transparent benefits is key that's really interesting isn't it because they're actually adding it to the to their life opposed to just scrolling through stuff well but they're, they're becoming emotionally attached aren't they again yeah. it's uh, the people are over 45 haven't gone you know if we look at the e-commerce space they haven't had that one day commerce where you know you buy a t-shirt once and and throw it away they haven't gone through that cycle have they they'd buy a t-shirt and want it to last as long as possible you know they've bought into that brand yeah they're not like the day the kids of today you know or the kids in their 20s they're not you know they're they're buying decisions are actual buying decisions opposed to fancy that tenor yeah, yeah. beautiful so, yeah, like that's, that's that's actually, so what i just read there is actually they're following it shows that the funnel structure couldn't work even couldn't work more perfectly in that sort of generation for the whole getting someone in awareness then getting them to consider it and nurturing them etc etc and then get them to buy but the interesting thing is of that when we even talk about that is that 
So whenever we're building one of any of our ad campaigns for any client, we're always, especially on budgets, we're always trying to bring people in at the top of funnel. And guys, we're still using conversion to bring people in. We're not using traffic or anything. We're still conversions because we want to bring good people in. Um, and it's still not that expensive. So you bring people in from the conversion point of view, then you're retargeting at middle of funnel, and then you're grabbing them. The, the purchase or the or the lead at bottom of funnel. But when we set this up for a hearing aid company recently in the last two months, and this is what's kind of, this and some other things of what made us go, wow, this marketplace is awesome, is the fact that we set the whole ad campaign up with that middle of funnel, top of funnel structure. And middle of funnel got like turned off days into it because it was like, they, they're, all, they're all wanting, it was for a lead gen, and it was on Facebook Legion, and they're all wanting the offer the minute they saw the ad. There wasn't, we didn't even need to nurture them. We haven't even ran the rest of it because the top's working so well just to grab the input, grab the, the leads we want. Which is bizarre because if you go back to how many times it takes to, to get in front of someone for them to make a decision, whether that's I'm going to fill in this form or go on purchase online, you know, we say up to seven touch points, don't we? The fact they're doing that on that first interaction is incredible. Now, yeah. is that down to the copy and creative we've done? I'm going to say yes, because it's internal. So absolutely. Um, but yeah, the fact that people have, have seen those offers and gone, yeah, I'm happy to fill in this form and take a call from someone. Yeah, yeah it's incredible, isn't it? The mad thing is as well, is that I've been speaking to a few, which if people are people listen to the podcast, you'll see in the last over this one, there'll be a couple of guests that I'm having onto the podcast to go really deep into your um, Facebook ads and we've been talking about Facebook forms and I think the downside to Facebook forms which we've always known which we've always talked about even though we're thinking that Facebook is going to bring everything completely into platform at some point you'll still be able to obviously place ads to leave the platform but I think Facebook needs people on the platform just from tracking purposes iOS Google stuff that's coming in two years all this sort of stuff is that when you pre-filling in Facebook the information is not that accurate because it might be that my, you know, I joined Facebook when bloody, I don't know, 15 years ago, more than that. And it's like, is it my same email? Now, mine's not my same email because obviously it's, a, you know, we're in the industry, it's work, so it's all up to date. But how many people have got the same, I don't know, love on the beach at hotmail.com from when they went traveling 15 years ago and it's still the same email they've never gone into? Don't know where Did- I got love on the beach from. <laughs> have you been traveling? Yeah, Thailand a few times. Really? Yeah, did a bit of around the world trip. I, I never knew that. You, yeah. yeah. I've never told you. you in 15 years. No, no, 15 years. You've never ever mentioned you went to Thailand. All right, I'll, talk, I'll, no. I'll grab a beer and I'll talk you through it. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Third tip, Nick, is um, is get real testimonial testimonials and real recommendations on, on your ads. Yes, because of what we've just talked about, that person they want recommendations they are going to be a lot more cautious about buying something massively and especially if it's you know a hearing aid or a high ticket item again these aren't 20 somethings or late teens where they're used to just buying something quick on amazon or online and it's delivered tomorrow these are real people making real decisions you know which is so again those testimonials recommendations they need to be real you know they can't be fabricated they can't be made up but you need to make sure they're answering the questions that they are going to have yeah. themselves. So if that 45, 50 year old person has got, has given a potentially asked one of five questions, we'll get those one of five answers within your testimonials. Yeah, absolutely. So write down 
the objections if you if you know your business and you know your marketplace and you know your customers and you know the people who haven't become customers you're going to know your objections so you need to write a list of those objections and then answer those objections you know in sales copy if you emails sales letters or whatever you answer those objections so i would bring this in at middle of funnel bottom of funnel so you you're bringing people in getting aware of your yeah. products you know the benefits from it introducing yourself and then showing people the product again but what other people's recommendations have come from or success stories from it etc um they want social proof i mean when you think of your caravan example the caravan show those people have already decided that they love going caravanning they love mobile homes they love all this they love that sector they're going to spend probably five trips a year in there in the, in in whatever they're using anything that comes up in that marketplace they're going to want to buy they're sold yeah. into it and they've got the disposable income but at the same time it's not like they're a lot of them won't be earning anymore it's retirement income isn't it so it's like you've still got a certain amounts not you're going to like you're going to have good months and bad months it's they they know okay we're going to we're going to set aside a couple of hundred quid every month to put aside for this sort of thing they need two deck chairs and they're happy to spend 300 quid on them well, they're probably one of the only audiences that, that, that goes into something with a set budget, really. Plus, those chairs would be bloody comfortable 160 quid, wouldn't they? No, honestly, they were, they were nuts. Nick, they were they were light. You could put, I could put seven in my on my little rucksack and walk to the top of a mountain with these things. Really? Nick, they were, yeah, that's why I guess they were so so expensive. But um, yeah, I suppose to the guy I said, you're making some dough here. I said, oh, I'm just the agent. It's part of a bigger firm. I think it was a German firm. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, they weren't that comfy if I'm being pretty honest. But the age group need it because they need to sit down every quarter of a mile or something if they're walking a lot and stuff like that, don't they? Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, my fourth tip, and I'm keen to get your your thoughts on this. I've put to prioritize customer service. Yeah. This is after the ad, isn't it? This is when someone's potentially about to do business with someone yeah yeah so this is uh, where would you put that so you know f- where would you put that within the ad structure because again i know we, we've put, obviously discussed t- testimonials just now but in terms of that that customer service especially for some high ticket items if you're going to buy a caravan or a camper van or again potentially a hearing aid you're going to want to know that post conversion or when i you know purchase that product i've got someone i can call like a lot of people you know whether yeah. it's you know it's essentially insurance isn't it i always yeah. class customer service as a bit of insurance so where would yeah. you put that in the ad structure i think it's probably i would have thought it's a different you'd be gonna you're gonna be doing this like a middle of funnel kind of thing and you're gonna get someone in they're gonna understand what your business is and then you're gonna middle of funnel you're gonna retarget them with book a call with one of our guys one of our agents and you're gonna take them away from facebook and they're gonna go to a landing page and it's gonna open a call calendar or some of that. And we see that a lot, don't we? I mean, you and I have been booking up. We're not old people, but we've been booking onto um, platforms. And the calling thing is big, isn't it? There's a lot of setting a call, setting a calendar call. I do it with people coming into our own ads clinic, things like this. And it's just a half an hour. It's just sort of, um, it's just that extra touch point that that person can go. Now that person might try and close that deal on that phone call, which is great. And the thing is, from a from a tracking point of view on the ads, which is what we're all over at the moment, is custom audiences on telephone numbers, fixing it up to a CRM system. So no matter what happens in the like, that was the point we're going to get to with this um, uh, this hearing aids place is that you know they're setting appointments, they're getting sales. Those will go back into the CRM system. We need that to talk to Facebook. So that Facebook can then just not go out and find leads of someone who's been on the landing page and filled in the form, 
but leads of people who booked appointments and then leads of people, all this sort of stuff. So middle of funnel, it's just another touch point, but it's if it's high ticket, you need to get someone on the, on the call. We have clients who have high ticket stuff and they want to get away from this. They want to get this evergreen in quotes sort of funnel, don't they? The problem is, I think when you're trying to sell something in, in the thousands, especially high ticket stuff, you're going to have to get on the phone with someone and actually make them feel safe. <laughs> yeah, you do. But actually, but actually um, something else I've noted here is from a customer service perspective, is if people are commenting on your ads or your, your organic posts and no one from the firm is actually commenting back, yeah, I, I think that can be seen as a massive negative. Again, it brings in that customer service level. If someone's commenting X, Y, Z, you want to see that business come back, whether it's good or bad, you know, if it's negative, positive, it doesn't matter. You'd want actually want to see them interacting with their audience. We have a lot with our clients, don't we, where we're having to say, can you, you need to get back because it actually affects the algorithm. It affects how Facebook sees you as a business. So you're trying to advertise on, on Facebook. And if you're leaving these comments and not getting back to people, uh, uh, Facebook sees that as a negative and will penalize you in some way with your ads. Yeah. Plus, it's going to get someone. It's going to start a conversation. That person, that that person is going to suddenly want to buy from you because you're positively oh. creating conversation with them. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Right, tip number five. I've put to actual focus on a an omni channel experience. Now, yeah. this is this is again bringing in not just Facebook. You know, maybe maybe it is TikTok, which we're seeing that that growth. Maybe it is YouTube and WhatsApp ads, you know, maybe, maybe that is, but the reason why I've put that on there is from a, from a social proof perspective, if someone's clicked on that hearing aid ad or whether it's a caravan, you want to see them, you know, you want to try and bring that touch point um, volume and you want to actually shorten it. So rather than it be just on Facebook, every time they log into Facebook, you want them to see, I want to see them on YouTube ads. I want to see them on Instagram. If I do have Instagram, if I'm there you know, YouTube ads, all, all that, and actually bring them just again, as we, we know, I say a lot and that, you know, we, we say it internally, don't we huge amount of times you've got to try and be omnipresent. Yeah. And the thing is you can do that with the platforms. Like we do that with clients setting that sort of stuff up today with one particular client where, you know, we, we're creating a conversion channel coming through Facebook, um, getting them to read a blog. And then from there, as we're going to set up the audiences, through tag manager i know it goes deep but it can be done and it might be that you have to take an agency on or whatever to get these sort of things done but then you know in the b2b world they can see the ad they can see another advert on linkedin and then they do something on linkedin and then suddenly back on facebook so suddenly you've got two channels where that um, person's spending their time especially in b2b market you know you need to look at where your customers are i mean this is one thing that i thought about the other day people go i want to advertise on facebook it's like is your audience on facebook like a lot of people are but sometimes you've got to think about your product Oh, we're talking about over 60s, absolutely. But, you know, if you're selling youngsters jewellery, are they on Facebook? They, they're going to probably be on TikTok or they're going to be on Instagram. So I actually think about the platform people are on, but that digresses. Um, so, yeah, you can be on different platforms and it is just setting up audiences and then custom audiences in in using Tag Manager, which is, you know, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. When you know how there's loads of instruction stuff. There's loads of YouTube videos on this sort of thing and you can be quite clever with it all. You can. So, Nick, there were our top five ways to target the over 50s on social media. Yeah. 
Um, I would say that if you are going to do one of the best audiences that we found, actually, because interests, a lot of interests are leaving the Facebook platform. So like hearing aids and things like that suddenly weren't, they're all leaving on the, on the 17th. Now you, you're going to start hearing me doing a lot more videos on lookalikes because lookalikes are really working again. Um, probably because Facebook's taking out interest. They're thinking, okay, we need to get lookalikes working. I've always thought they had, there's a lot of stuff in the, on YouTube and all this lot of people saying that lookalikes don't work. They do work. The interests are getting harder and harder, but as a as a going out to a large audience and large audiences are working, let's say you are selling something like I don't know candles or scarves or whatever that you know that that older generation are going to be interested in it. You can literally build a couple of ads based on women or men or both. Um, let's say it was scarves, women age fifty five plus. That's it, UK wide, fourteen million people in the audience. Just honestly, that was our winning audience for hearing aids 55 plus and it was coming through at like i don't know it was something like six pounds 71 a lead compared to like the other audiences and interest and stuff like that like 20 pounds 12 pounds so big audiences work i'm going to be talking about this a lot on coming podcasts but yeah go to that 50 the 50 plus marketplace think about your product think about whether it fits in there if it does, do some ads specifically talking to that marketplace. Get out there. They're active. Well, Nick, Nick, it's been great to see you on here again. Great to have you back, James. <laughs> and we'll have to meet up and discuss your time in Thailand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, actually, just to be honest with everyone, I'm always sitting here. James is in his podcast studio now, which I still haven't even been into. Um, you'll know that James does his extra car stuff, but... Because of this pandemic and how busy we are with growing the agency, probably only see each other about every three weeks. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Rings me every morning, though. Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. Right, Nick, everyone, okay. top five ways to target over 50s on social media. If you want to know more, um, find us at letsonsocial.com or on all the social platforms, obviously, we're there as well. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can help. Brilliant. Have a good day. Cheers, Nick. See you, everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining us again today. If you want to find out more, please head over to our socials at Let's Run Social, where we share daily content. And please feel free to drop us a message. We'd love to hear from you and any questions that you would like answered, we can do that here on the podcast.